After a week hiatus, we are back here on the Extra Bases podcast. I have to say hiatus because it wasn't, um, it was just a, a brief break. We, we, we didn't mean to do it, Jeremy, but sometime, sometimes life gets, gets in the way and you're out. Where were you last week? Florida? Florida than Canada. Oh, okay. Because those are close to each other. Yeah, that was, you know, right down the block. Um, you know, went to Florida, had an event, had to go to Canada, had three events. Um, had six days in a row, and I've been back here working on my Atlantic League comeback. So <laughs> good, to, good to go. No, I know, I know what you've got coming up. You have your big, big international event. It's going to be at City Field. What's the date on that? Is it the first? So, yeah, it's October 1st to 3rd. So I'm actually, you know, banging out of here on Thursday and heading up there, taking the the uh, the jet plane, as it were, in the front of the bus and and, and going to go um, do this thing for a few days. It, it's been a long time coming. The Mets have rolled out the red carpet. Um, it's another one of those arrows pointing to, you know, that place up there below Massachusetts and Connecticut and above Jersey. So, you know, I'm just, I'm looking forward to getting there. And um, I think everybody's excited. You know, this is one of the first years that we haven't had anybody, you know, change rosters or shuffle out or, you know, we had a couple guys shut down because of fatigue pitchers that happens this time of year with, with high school pitchers, but it's the end of the year. It's, it's good. You know, we're expecting hundred plus scouts at this thing and it's, it's going to be all right. All right. I don't want to slight anyone going to this event, but if I had to say to you, Jeremy, first name that comes to your head that is a future major leaguer from your event, which guy would it be? First Cam name. Collier. Who? Cam Collier. Yeah, I've heard of him. Heard of him? Um, I got a couple more. Let me keep going. Okay. Riley Stanford. Turner Spall Jarek, son of Paul. Um, What's right? Which position does Riley play? He's a pitcher and an outfielder. And Collier's a corner infielder, right? Collier's a third baseman. Yeah, you've got uh, Luke Hill, who's a name that not everybody knows, but they will. You've got all right. So Luke Hill, give us uh, two sentences on Luke Hill. Uh, I don't know, sixty runner, second baseman, can play the outfield. Got a sixty arm. Reminds me of Aaron Hill. Okay, he's gonna play out there, and he's gonna be. He can hit. He's got some impact. He's got some power. He's probably a guy in this in this way we draft today that goes to college. Um, and then goes out and take him about third in the country. I mean, he's one of those guys. Um, Tommy Specht is somebody guys are going to like a lot. Um, let's see, Javier Santos be up to about 98. He's just new on the scene. You've got Ryan Kennedy, Griffin Steed. You've got, I don't know. I mean, we can keep okay. going. We can do this all day. I mean, it's, it's going <laughs> to be a good Henry Bolte. I'm going to forget Henry Bolte. Henry Bolte is the best outfielder on the West Coast. And that's not even close. And the second best guy on the West Coast is a guy that we had that we almost brought. His name is Gavin Turley. Um, he's not going to be in this event, but he was one of those people that the the people who um, whose game isn't perfect had in their stuff. And, um, you know, nothing against G because he's a good kid and he's a good player. But, um, you know, they had no idea that Bolte – they didn't know how to spell Bolte. They didn't know where he was from, where he exists. I love doing that to them. Grayson Rodriguez – um, it's just Marco Raya, Tink Hintz. They're like, who? I'm like, he's been in your events the whole time. Oh, my bad. Second round. Whoops. You know, I, Calabrese, another guy. That's another one. David Calabrese, my guy, DC, you know, I mean, um, I, I, I kind of enjoy that because 
you know, this, this industry acts like I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do this. I'm, I got to do it because I've had enough of, of some of this stuff. This industry acts like these guys got it figured out, man. When you sign a player, when you have an, a, a clue of what that means, then you can talk to me. Until then, you do you, we'll do me, I'll do us, we'll do us, we'll do us, you know what that is. And we'll go turn these guys out and get 30 guys drafted next year again. That's what we'll do, okay? I'll be sitting here just fine, wearing that, doing podcasts with you, jumping on Sports Extra, covering playoffs and World Series, you know, whatever it is we do that we do, and they can just go be perfect. How's that? That was beautifully said, Jeremy. Thank you so much. You know, it's from the heart. <laughs> Something that you've also mentioned from the heart is this shift in the game. And I'm wondering if we're starting to see it in real time when you look at some of the managers who are leading teams into the postseason. Dusty Baker, Astros, Tony La Russa, White Sox. I mean, those are two guys right there that when you look at the analytics revolution, those guys, I imagine many thought were being left behind, right? And look, look, now they've got two, they've got their teams and Dusty Baker in particular, because we see him, I see him on a daily basis has done, masterful is a bit strong, but has done an excellent job of managing a team with high expectations. So are we starting to see this, this true shift happening right before us? I'll give you another one, Joe Girardi. You know, Phillies are what? I mean, coming in tonight, they're playing the Braves. They were, what, two out? Maybe two out of first place, right? Um, and, if, and if I'm the Braves, I'm scared. I don't want to play the Phillies. You and, know? They, and they've got a guy, listen, their manager is by no means a analytics savant. Brian Snicker. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, we have, we have the Jace Tingler show in San Diego, which has been so exceptional to watch. So, you know, when you, when you have these guys that are veteran leadership, I mean, you can't replace Jason. You can't replace um, experience. It, none of these guys are opposed to numbers. They just understand when to use them and how to use them, right? Um, numbers have been around from the beginning of time. This is just different numbers. What I am excited to see is the, is the stuff we've talked about a few years ago, and I kept saying to you, it's going to shift. It's going to shift. It's going to come. It's coming. It's not going to do this forever. People are going to figure this out. That the most analytical organizations, Tampa, Tampa Bay Rays, Houston Astros, some of these organizations have really made a push not to get away from the numbers, but to get to more numbers that make sense for what they're trying to do in predictive models and in player development. And a lot of the things that people who are just getting started and catching up with um, or trying to buy into, they're not winning with. You know, um, the Rays are good once again. The Astros are good once again. I mean, there's clubs out there that are good for a reason. Um, ironically, you know, the link between the Rays and Astros. We've talked about that before. I'm not going to. It's a four letter that. word, isn't it? It's a four letter word. It begins with an H and ends with an X. And rhymes okay. with check. It rhymes with check. So, um, it, you know, in, 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 in any event. Um, yeah. I mean, I think we're seeing a shift. I think we're seeing good baseball people be empowered. I think we're seeing uh, owners deciding they want to win games, you know, instead of just skate by and, and, and make a little money. They want to win games. Fan bases around the league are clamoring for wins. They're not looking just to go ahead and, and buy tickets for, you know, 81 and 81 to say, oh, we tried, man. We're just, they don't want to see that. It's interesting. Wayne Franklin, former major league pitcher, 
no. who I've known from my days back in Pennsylvania on Twitter. He posted, uh, and maybe you saw it today, some sort of response from Jim Cott to an article. Did you see yeah. this today? I saw Jerry Harrison post it. I didn't see it from Franklin. You know, Jim um, Cott basically saying, notice that no manager has been fired this year. They'd also have to fire the scientists that are dictating policy in many cases. I've never seen so many trips to the mound by people who have never had to face a hitter in a pressure situation in MLB and yet feel compelled to give advice to those who've done it and are doing it. They don't do it to hitters free throw shooters, golfers, but they feel compelled to do it to pitchers who even at a young age have more experience and knowledge of pitching competitively under pressure than the ones giving advice. Please, Mr. Commissioner, ban trips to the mound. Um, there's a lot of truth in that, but the truth is in this. I've seen a lot of people, um, it, it, well, it's happening more and more, the, co the college coach that was hired or the analyst that was hired um, and brought to a major league organization is choosing to go back. Now, Twins had a couple of guys, one of which I think is actually thinks pretty good, um, but they both went back to school, back to where they were, right? One guy went back to the same place. Um, you know, and then you look at the Reds and what they've done. Um, what happened what, with the Reds, Jeremy? Can you, um, I, I know you mentioned it on Twitter, but what, what happened again? Night-night. Night, night. That's what happened. Um, Kyle, the gambler Bodie, was dismissed. He was asked not to return. I think um, the the uh, public stance was that they uh, agreed to part ways. That just throwing that, just stance. throwing that out there. Okay, that was his public stance. I've got the transaction that says. I've got the transaction right here. Let's go to the tape, shall we? Let's go to the tape. Here's the transaction. I hope I still have this thing. Yep, I got it. Okay. I'm going to cover up his, his cell phone number because it's on here. All right. No, just, you can just read it. I believe you. Just read it. Available employees. The Cincinnati Reds have informed the employees named below their contracts will not be renewed. They are free to speak with other organizations about future employment. Kyle, Kyle Bodie. Happens a lot in baseball. Happens a lot. Not after two years when you have this type of fanfare and, dare I say it, trouncing of anybody not you, which is what he did. And then C.J. Gilman, minor league hitting coordinator. Okay? Both driveline guys. Now, here's where this gets interesting. First of all, when you get let go, okay, or if it's mutually, you know, you're not going to do that. Um, you don't need to go on Twitter or social or social media or Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or I don't know, pick something, you know, I don't know. Is there a telegram? So I don't know. Pick what's the uh, uh, Google Earth like you don't need to go ahead and do this and start talking about. Yeah, you know, we just didn't. We decided to walk away from each. Nobody cares. You don't have to go on this this tour about how good you are. Oh, it just didn't work out because you're going a different direction. Yeah, you know what direction the Reds are going? The winning direction. And you weren't part of that. That's what direction they're going. Hey, Kyle, we want to win, and we don't see you helping us do that. Okay? That's how that went. And, 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 and as far and I'll give, I'm going to go a little deeper. I love doing this. I do. I love the information that I get. Thank you so much. I, two weeks prior, I knew they had a meeting. Because I got contacted about would I be interested in their player development job. 
The director of player development was a guy named Eric Lee. He took off and he went to be an AD in a, a private school in Connecticut. Okay. I was asked, I'm not getting into who or what or how far that went. Would I be interested in their player development job? And one of the questions was, would you do it if Kyle Bodie was there? I said, not if I'm just going to say, no, I said, no, I'm not going to do that. Not interested in it. Um, but I said, you know, if they have an interest or if we have an interest to go further, you know, the people that want to do it, we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, I called my buddies. I got some friends over there. I know that, I know that surprises you that I would have friends with a major league club because I'm such a bitter washed up. I got it. Right. So I, I called and, and I just, I, you know, asked some questions and, um, they, nothing was confirmed or denied. And it's just that, you know, Kyle is, yes, you know, the rumors were around that his contract was up and they just said, you know, when they announced it, they'll announce it. And, um, you know, some promotions were had over there that were going on and did a little digging and, you know, they had a meeting and the meeting was between ownership and Kyle Bodie in person. Anytime your contract's up for option and you have a meeting in person with ownership, bruh, Mm -mm. you ain't staying and if they want if they if you are staying it's because they said look hey Kyle there's this thing we want to do called win a championship and you're not helping so if you want to be part of winning a championship and get a ring we need you to change pretty much everything you do okay and so the, the Kyle sit back and go let's see do I do I change do I want to change I've kind of built like this whole reputation on this house of cards like it's just like this these things that kind of stack up and like if i pull one out then it's all going to fall down i can't do that so you know what i'm just going to not change and the reds are like bye and that's what happened okay so if for him too that's why it took so long and that meeting actually happened two weeks prior for him let him being let go but he was absolutely let go drop kicked show, shown the door pink slipped i i don't know pick pick something okay and that was the best day that I've had in baseball since Jeff Luno was banished to the Netherlands. Okay. And I don't know whatever else before that, but it, it's, you know, in, in 20 something years, I gotta tell you, it's been, it's been a good month. Just go with that. How was that? I would say, I will say this. The one thing that kind of struck me as a bit odd, not odd. Okay. Odd was the big Kyle's and I don't know Kyle Bodie. I don't know. Any, I mean, I just, from what I read, a lot of people are impressed by what he does. He's got a Ooh. big following, but the big signature on the, the, his big signature signing his, 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 his statement just kind of seemed odd to me. Like something like that. Like, I don't know if it just don't know if it deserves a big, big signature show you the Kyle Bodie you need to see. This is this is who this guy is, okay? Where is it? Right there. You see that? Okay. That's him winning a gambling tournament. And it says at the bottom in the athletic driveline, and the athletic, I think we can agree, is a reputable. Oh, very much know, so. How a professional gambler in a trailer park started now look i'm not insulting where he came from i don't care where he came from what i do know is that when this is your background and you are a professional gambler 
You're probably pretty good at reading people. You're probably pretty good at, 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 mis at deception and misdirection. I'll let you connect the dots from there. So whoever is following this guy, keep it to yourself because it doesn't matter. No one wants to hear about it. Professional baseball is finally moving on from this. Okay. This has been the biggest deception that you could imagine in this game. Now, if you want to talk about this guy taught people to throw harder, cool with you. You want to talk about some of these guys figure out how to measure some things, man. Good for you. You can't teach no, you can't teach these guys how to play. You can't teach these guys how to play dead. It's they don't know how what they're doing. Okay. Like every kid that's ever been around has played checkers, right? These guys couldn't teach anybody how to they don't even know how to play checkers. What pick a game? Like, what was it, 21 blackjack? Well, he's got that one down because it's gambling, right? But he couldn't teach us how to do it because the guy doesn't know, they don't know what they're doing when it comes to winning at a sport. They don't know what to do. They don't understand teamwork. They don't understand clubhouses. They don't understand players. It's the same dude that went in and said, yeah, we're not going to use the words like extension. I'm sorry, what? We're not going to use words like extension with pitching? Bro, where, where are you? Do you understand that that just means reaching out and touching where you're trying to go and finish? And that's what gives that ball that extra hop. And oh, by the way, that's what helps you with your command. And delivery has to work to get there. No, you don't understand it because all you understand is how to win at craps. All right. So let's, let's, it's, it was the best. It was so exciting for me to see baseball stand up and say, she go. Well, this has taken a dramatic turn. This was not on my list of things to talk about today, Jeremy. Got me going, man. Got me going. Got well, me going. I guess I should segue then into what Baseball America released the other day. Um, it crunched some numbers with some of the changes made in minor league baseball this year, changes to help make the game better, to speed the game up. And one of the things that Baseball America – through its research, it basically came up with this conclusion when it comes to the shift. It said restricting teams' abilities to shift was expected to increase offense. At AA this year, restricting teams from shifting actually ended up making no significant, no significant difference in batted ball outcomes. Okay, it's about right. Because the shift isn't the problem. It's the, problem the way the guys hit. The problem's the approach. The shift, if you can shift on a guy who's trying to yank everything, man, more power to you. Doesn't mean the next guy is going to do it. You're just going to switch your defense back up to where that guy's at, right? Now you're just banning shifting. All right, fine. So, you know, a guy's going to pull the ball. We're just going to go ahead and instead of four infielders on the left side, it doesn't mean anything. We're going to put two guys over there, and we're just going to go ahead and put them in a position where it looks like he's more likely to hit the baseball. It's like me. when you got a bunch of softball hitters up, right? Like, it's not going to change. Hitters Sometimes I think the game is almost like a body of water, a river, a, a, a lake. And instead of making all these changes, yeah. sometimes I think, you know how a, an ecosystem of a lake kind of takes care of itself and then comes back 
say, you know, there's some pollution in the lake, not a lot, but a, a lake will cleanse itself. And sometimes I, I have to believe that baseball is doing that very same thing because of the ebbs and flows of what we see in approaches and teaching and instruction. And I think that it will all take care of itself. I don't know if you need to make all these significant drastic changes, changing the baseball to the size of a golf ball, moving the mound back to the center field wall, having, having a designated hitter slash ball boy slash ball girl run the bases on second base in the 16th inning with a three, two count. I think the game will take care of itself. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And I'm glad to see the report came out that none of this stuff mattered. Let's get back to the way the game's been played for 150 years. You know, we don't, I don't know, man, I'm 45 years old and I feel like this game has been around longer than me. All right. Let's kind of get back to that. Almost as old as, as you, Zach Greinke, there is a, Good one. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Zach Greinke has not pitched well for the Houston Astros of late, and now um, he's had some issues, COVID, and then injury, and now it appears as though Zach Greinke will be possibly pitching from the bullpen in the postseason, at least the first series of the postseason. Right. How do you think a guy like Zach Greinke will adjust to pitching from the bullpen instead of a regular stops instead of a regular starting role? Well, I think he's a professional, and I also think it's going to depend on what you use him as. You're not going to run, you know, Zach Greinke out there every night, you know, in the bullpen role, right? He's going to have to pick his spots. Maybe it's every third day. Um, you, know, you get two innings out of him. You might get one time through the lineup out of him. Personally, I think it's the right usage for him right now. In, in the postseason, you know, you need to have guys in the right roles, and, I, and it's about winning a ring. And if Zach wants to win a ring, that's the best shot. He's not the same guy that he was, was in Kansas City. He's not the same guy that we had in, um, in Milwaukee. He's not the same guy that was with the Dodgers. He's not the same guy that was with the Angels. He's not the same guy that was with the Diamondbacks. He's a Zach Greinke today with the Astros. Hope I didn't miss anybody. I think that's all five teams, right? So um, he has to deal with his arsenal as he has it today. Still plenty good to get big league hitters out, which is a testament to him. Um, but that's the better role. Better role is three innings, cycle guys through, bridge the gap, uh, piggyback maybe if somebody is a starter. You know what I mean? If, if maybe whoever is going to be the guy ahead of him. So uh, especially in a short series, absolutely. Something that which also drew my attention today in the independent league realm Cleburne Railroaders enter into historic partnership with the Sydney Blue Sox of the Australian Baseball League. Now, you might say, okay, why are you bringing this up? Jeremy, I had to, I had to reread this thing five times to make sure that this wasn't an, wasn't an April Fool's joke. You want to know why? I'd love to hear it. First of all, there's really no mention of what the partnership entails. It just <laughs> says the Cleburne Railroaders announced today a historic partnership with the uh -huh. Blue Sox. This is the first time teams have partnered from their respective leagues. 
Then it says, oh, you know, we're really excited. Many Australian players miss out on playing professional baseball, don't get a chance to play in the U.S. Such an invaluable experience. Benefit both leagues and sports as well, so we're very excited. Okay, so I got to, from that, surmise that the Sydney team will be sending players to play in the American Association, right? It's not worded that way, but that's what one would guess, correct? Yeah, but that would be more of a partnership with the league, right? I don't I mean, know. But but this, 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 Jeremy, is where I had to reread it four times to make sure it wasn't April Fool's while checking my calendar. One of these opportunities is for the Blue Sox to send promising youth players to the Portland Pickles to play in the Wild Wild West League this summer. Jerry, the Wild Wild West League. Jerry, I had to read this thing three times to make sure that this wasn't an April Fool's joke. Is the there, Portland there, Pickles of the Wild Wild West League. Is there a Wild Wild West League out there? So I, I, I Googled it, and what it is, the Portland Pickles played in the West Coast League, the Collegiate League, which is a really right. good league. Yeah. But because of COVID... Much like the Sugarland Skeeters created their own independent league, it appears that the Portland Pickles created their own summer league within their complex, and they called it the Wild Wild West League. <laughs> that's unbelievable. I've never heard of that. That's great. Um, that's a, so there's two levels of this partnership. The partnership is Australian players get to go play for the Wild Wild West League. The younger ones, not the the younger players. And the guys who get up to pro ball will go play for Cleburne. And maybe the guys in Cleburne will then spend the winter in Australia, the younger ones maybe? I, I imagine they have some sort of age age restriction. I mean, that, that, make, that part makes a lot of sense because that's that but that's that's an interesting that's a first definitely historic partnership. You got a three-team multi-league, multi-international partnership. That's new. It's almost like uh Historic. Where have I heard that before? Oh, I don't know. That's a good word. Historic. I wonder. You should use should use that one. Do they have beer in Australia? Do they have beer. I know they got beer in Cleburne. That I know for a fact. You know. So how's he doing, by the way? I'll I'll tell you this. Against the Astros, I don't think he DH'd at all. Oh, see him play. I don't think so. He has no business with a glove. None. Okay. Matter of fact, when they give when they you know when you sign, they, get, they used to give you a glove contract, at least your first couple with Rollins, like it was automatic. Okay. He should give his back. You know, there's no no business with it. Like, you know, what this is a glove. What am I doing with this? The you end know? of the new the end of the press release reads this: the American Association, uh, the commissioner of the American Association partnership already. Uh, only deepens an already innovative partnership between the Australian Baseball League, the American Association. American Association looks for more innovations flowing from this partnership and will spend uh, a spread among other teams in both leagues. The last line. Now, remember, the Sydney team is the Blue Sox. The last line of this news relief news release reads, it's a blue angry sock, said Miller. What's not to love? Oh, my <laughs> That's why I had to make sure that this was not some kind of joke. (laughs) 
are we trying? Are we trying with this? What are we doing? That is that is unbelievable. Listen, I love America. I love independent league baseball, <laughs> but I had I just uh, I had to. Jeremy, I thought it was a joke. I literally, I wonder, I, I was like, is, did they release this in September instead of getting like ready it. for April Fool's? Like, I just, uh, but we're talking about it, and that's what they want. Walks like a duck, and it talks like a duck. It's probably a duck. All right, so. quick, quick scouting report, because, you know, we always say, oh, we'll do a quick podcast, and then it turns into 40 minutes. Is that what this is, 40 minutes? I don't know. 2015. I feel like both of us are on our game tonight. There's sometimes I come in, I got a lot of my on, on my plate. I'm not all here. You know, I step into the box, and, you know, maybe I'm thinking about something that's happening two hours from now on KHO 11 News or something which happened uh, uh, 10 minutes ago, uh, uh, an email I received. But anyways – Tonight's uh, scouting report is from 2015. James Caprillion, UCLA. Three starter in a major league role. Average velocity guy in the end with more when he needs it. Heavy ball, can keep it on the ground. Fastball command, swings and misses to the curve. Uh, to the CB and soft contact with the fastball. Can all use all pitches in and out of the strike zone. Strike thrower, attacks the zone and isn't afraid of hitters. I'll tell you, Jeremy, I thought this guy had enough spunk in him that maybe there was something there. Um, has he been as what you expected, worse than expected, better um, than expected? Pro, I, I feel to, like when he first – because he was drafted by the Yankees, right? Yeah, first round. I mean, that, that's a respect report. Um, you know, his ceiling was a, was a three-starter. He's probably more like a four and definitely could be a five middle reliever. Um the stuff was just vanilla for me. It was, it was, you know, he, he had some deception. He was the fastball was always average velocity. He was able to spin it. He could rotate the breaking ball a little bit. Um, you know, and he was a performer. He performed in college, which those guys should, you know. Um, I thought he'd go out and he'd pitch well and get to the big leagues, you know, reasonably quickly, and we'd figure it out. And I think he got hurt almost right out of the gate, right? Which hasn't it isn't too uncommon with college pitchers because of how much they're used. Um, and that slowed down his development, but I want to say that was a 2014 report, 15 report. Uh, I announced so, it and I don't recall. <clears throat> it is 2015. Yeah, it's 2015 report. So it's been six, seven years for him. So we should have seen what he can do already. Um, I thought he got to the big leagues with somebody for a minute. Well, he's pitching right now for Oakland. He's one there of their starters. He's pitched 21 games, started 21 games, eight and five. 4.11 ERA and and listen, okay. he's got more than a strikeout per inning. That's look. That's, then again, a lot of guys have that now. Yeah, the strikeout per inning doesn't hold any water right now. It used to. Yeah. That's a four. That's a four starter. So I wasn't too far off. I mean, you know, a three at the best. It's a four, maybe a three in Oakland. You know, in 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 Tampa Bay or in Atlanta or in uh, LA. In LA is in the, in the in the bullpen, but you know if he's. If he's somewhere like that, maybe even in Seattle, he's probably a four. You know, he's not really a three. So, um, you know, A's are a good club. They're not going to make the playoffs. But, um, you know, that's – that's yeah, that's, I can see that. I mean, it's if he gets, makes mistakes with the fastball, it's going to go a long way. And if he can pitch off the barrel and, and spin the break ball and get guys to cheat a little bit, then, yeah, he's going to be fine. You want to know your comp? Go ahead. Body comparison, James James Shields. I still think that's a good one. That's a good one. 
you know, the comp thing, I, I'm okay with the comp thing. This, report, <clears throat> this reports from, yeah, this reports from college. Yeah. Yeah. UCLA. I mean, the yeah. best part about the comparison game is when a guy arrives, he's no longer compared to shields. He's compared to himself. Sure. He's, he's now James Caprellian reminds of James Caprellian. Yeah. You know? And the thing about the thing about him was it about the spunk. It's funny you say that. You know, his family, entire family was USC. And he went to UCLA. And anybody who understands USC, UCLA knows that's like Hatfield and McCoys. Okay. That doesn't really happen. His family is so USC that they have buildings named after them that they've donated. That's, that's right. Okay? There was one called Caprellian Hall. And as a matter of fact, when I used to go to Dado Field, when I would get there, even when I go there now, I don't navigate to Dado Field. I go to Caprellian Hall because it's right next to Dado Field. Okay. So, um, you know, for him to turn around and say, no, nah, I'm going to UCLA. Yeah, that's some spunk because everybody else is donating money to the university that you are de destined to go to. You're like, no, nah, I'm going to their rival. You know, so he's got some of that in him. He's got some of that take it personal. He's got some of that compete. I'm happy he's doing as well as he is. I knew he'd gotten to the big leagues. I did not know he'd had 21 starts. I mean, again, he's pitching in Oakland, so no offense to those guys, but it's hard to it's, – it's, it, you can lose players in Oakland pretty quickly, you know. Um, I'm sorry. It's no offense, but you can. Now, listen, there's something in this report that I just noticed, and I'm not sure if you meant it as a joke – but I'm wondering if you meant it as a joke. <clears throat> Under the summary, you put signability comments. Okay. And you wrote, would offer USC scholarship to sign him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I thought that was, I, I don't know. I probably was joking back at the time. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. All righty. All right, Jeremy, this was a good one. Yeah. This, this gets, gets us ready for postseason action because next week, I'm hoping you'll be with us <clears throat> on the field or somewhere near the stadium at Minute Maid no, Park. But I'm, I'm, I'm going back to the field. You know why I'm going back to the field, Jason? Because I got pictures of you and me like at the Nationals Park like this. Yeah, wearing, you know, each wearing gray puppy jackets. Like, yeah, like we shop at like like we sh like we went on a shopping trip together and said these look good. Let's wear them together. It, it got to a point where it was kind of like really like it was the same jacket, same shirt. Didn't matter what day of the week. And no, and anybody who's listening to this says, "Well, let's just do this now for a while." I promise you, we were not calling to coordinate. It did get to the point where I was like, "Bro, what are you wearing?" So I can wear something else. Okay, so. Um, I'm looking forward to getting back out there. I'm looking forward to seeing seeing the games. I'm looking forward to um, getting on the field and do what we do and, and getting back to Facebook Live a little bit. And just, you know, the things that we do that have in the postseason that have been a lot of fun the last couple of years. I'm excited. Can't wait to get back from New York and, 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 and watch the Astros and White Sox compete. Jeremy, have a safe trip. Enjoy City Field. And, uh, hey, man, teach those kids. Show them what the big leagues are like. We will do the best we can. It's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I can really tell. Looking forward to it. Come on, man. All right. I can't wait to get to New York City, man. You know that. Like, again. It's a big pet peeve <clears> of <throat> mine when, when all these athletes are like, yeah, I'm really, uh, it's really exciting. It's hey, really listen, exciting. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. For, right? I'm just happy to be here. Hope I can help the ball club. 
good Lord willing, things will work out. Just take it one game at a time. All right, Jeremy, thanks. And uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Extra Bases with Bristol and Booth.